1: Let the buzz begin! Hello,
2: Doctor Who fans! Welcome back to the Doctor Who After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Talking about Season 8, Episode 5, Time Heist. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me this week... Liz Richmaui is here. What's going on, guys? Jesse Klein is here. Hey everyone. And and guys, what a fun episode this was. Yeah. Um, had a great time watching it. A wonderful uh mashup of genre pastiche, if we want to mm-hmm. get super critical of criticism-y. Okay. Um yeah, but we don't have to. I had a bagel
0: um, with some great pastiche. Yeah, earlier you this had a bagel with pastiche. Yeah, it was yeah.
2: great. Um and uh you know, this episode was written by Steve Thompson, uh, who also wrote last year's journey to the center of the Tardis mm. um, as well as being the third writer on Sherlock. And I, I only bring it up because I feel like there's kind of a parallel between the two in terms of just how the episode left me feeling, yeah. which is that we've got like an amazing concept that to me is like l- largely realized but ultimately could have gone way further, been executed better or to at least to
0: more satisfying effect. Mm. Yeah, this, this episode was harmless. Yes, like, like that's a great word it for it. It didn't really offend me at all, but it also... I wanted it to be more like I, I'm super excited especially when he like makes the reveal like this is a time heist I'm like mm-hmm. what awesome <laughs> I was hoping there would be like multiple levels to the heist like maybe multiple teams like setting people up in time right like that kind of thing uh, or like we're establishing clones towards the end yeah, of it exactly yeah. have
2: that they realize that they are like um what were the clones from, from season 6 uh, oh are you
0: t- the um, living flesh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that would have been cool have, have them turn out callback exactly yeah.
2: and have it just be super intricate and crazy and i feel like it's ultimately both episodes were let down by their budgets
0: yeah. and what they could effectively accomplish on time on budget there was there was a lot of the same hallway with a different light illuminating it yeah, yeah. um also like really interesting edits mm-hmm. like really weird like I are I, you talking about that one transition that th- there were, there were, like, three transitions mm-hmm. where it was, like, them going somewhere, and it would just, like, swipe into a new one. And I was like, oh, is this a dream? Like, it kind of made me feel like it was maybe a dream or something like that. Yeah. I
3: feel like they just used, like, it was the same hallway, and then to make it look different, let's put a red light, and then we're going to make her run in the opposite direction. And, yeah, I just... Yeah. The yeah.
0: same great over and over again that they're entering. And <laughs> exactly. Exiting.
3: Yeah. I feel
2: like um, the most, and I said that I said this earlier um, on, on the on the SourceFed Doctor Who show, but I think it's true. Yeah. Th- a lot of the most like middle of the road doctor who episodes have a preponderance of corridors in them yeah. mm-hmm. um but at the same time some of them uh some of the best ones have a pre- preponderance of corridors yeah. the doctor's wife being key among them or, yeah yeah um but it's just it's when, it's those times when you know Oh, yeah, they're low on money right now. Yeah,
0: it felt like it felt like one of those episodes where it's like, okay, we spent all of our money on the teller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, about to say,
3: like, that guy's costume and makeup yeah. and wardrobe. So, you know what, uh, Capaldi, this week, you're just going to... We're not even going to do a fancy shirt. You're going to wear a black shirt underneath the jacket uh we, we ran out in wardrobe. I,
0: I think it also <laughs> might be, like, the way to tell if someone has actually stepped into the doctor's shoes is to see how well they can sell running down the same hallway mm-hmm. over and over again. Because I feel like that's just, like, something that, as a doctor uh, on Classic Who, on that podcast, we just watched a bottle episode where it was all the same place, uh, just shot at different angles, Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay... So this is a thing that doctor who has been doing since for a the long beginning. time. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, before we go any further, I just want to give out our Twitter handles to so those of oh, you yeah, who sure. are watching live. Hello. Uh, um, no. You can uh, tweet me at Matt Lieberman. M a t t L i e b e r m a n. Liz.
3: Uh, hey guys, Liz Maui. You can tweet me at Lizzie Maui. L i z z y. M a w y.
0: And Jesse. Uh, yeah. You can find me at Jess Klein One. J e s s k l e i n. The number one.
2: Yeah. So feel free to tweet us during the show so that you can join in on the conversation. Uh you know, it's funny. I feel like there was almost a direct uh reference to Capaldi not being the running doctor. Like yeah. there, it was very very well publicized that yeah. when David Tennant came on, they asked him what he wanted to do and he's like I want there to be a lot of running. <laughs> yeah. And uh in this one we've got Capaldi running about like 15 feet and they be like
0: <sighs> Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Also did you notice when at the very end when uh the I forget her name, the skin changing lady hugged with the Z. Yeah, hugged him, uh he like held onto to his arm like he was almost hurt. Hmm. Like I didn't. It was like this really brief moment that if you go back and watch it, like he like held onto the arm for just a second.
3: Her arm or his arm? Was it,
0: it was Zabra? Yeah, or, yeah, Zara. Yeah. Zara. Yeah. Uh, he held onto his arm. It like, might have just, just been because he's
3: awkward with hugs. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't like hugs, but he like accepted it and was just like, you know.
2: Yeah. It interesting. Was, it, was a, it was
0: a very interesting.
2: Well, moment. Well, if it was the last one, maybe it's just because she she enjoyed like touching his hand knowing that she wasn't gonna change. Yeah. yeah. It maybe it was that, yeah. That kind of a moment. Yeah. So so let's back up. I feel like we had a really, really solid open to the episode. We're dropped into this thing. Yeah. We've got this scene between the doctor and Clara, which maybe isn't like the, the most acidic banter between the two that we've had. It's not as sharp necessarily as what we saw last episode, or even the episode before.
0: It's it's feeling like the doctor's becoming more and more avuncular to Clara. Like it seems like he's like protective of her and much more like her like her caretaker as much as she is his mm-hmm. like it feels like it's a almost like um like a child leaving the nest where she's, like, she doesn't exactly need the doctor. She's going on dates and stuff like that. And he's realizing and it. He's, and he's realizing it and, like, coming up with, like, going to, like, the, going to lagoons and stuff like yeah. that. And, like, trying to find stuff for them to do that weekend and she's too cool for it. She's like, oh, I'm, I've got a date.
3: I'm surprised that uh, he doesn't, like, overly mention again like, uh, if you have to go to a date, it's a time machine I can bring you back before your date. Hell, I can even give you ten minutes prior so you have more time to primp. Hell, yeah. Oh, I did that last week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but but it seems like it's almost a story where Clara is kind of outgrowing the doctor where it, with previous companions even if they did have loving relationships mm-hmm. it was like oh we've got a time traveling friend. So as much as I am into you uh, I want to go travel through time and space. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is this is better than that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where it looks like Clara's like trying to get her life in order. Uh, yeah, uh, it looks like she's trying. You know, she's trying to make things work. Trying to go on date number two, no matter mm-hmm. how date number
3: whatever. Uh,
0: yeah. How how difficult it was number two? Or
2: how difficult it was for Danny to get the words <laughs> yeah,
0: out of no, his like, mouth?
3: Yeah. well, as
2: a math uh, teacher, to, we're going date tonight. And yep. then the kid two. runs in, two. get out, yeah. get out, yeah. Um, and I love these two together. I believe their chemistry. I believe yeah. that they like each other. And uh, the Clara outfit, I'm a fan. Yeah. Also, and as someone tie. as someone tweeted me at some point uh, over the weekend, looks like she was Reservoir Dogs. Very Reservoir Dogs. Oh, exactly. Is that what says? Yeah, because yeah. that's a heist movie. I feel like they, yeah. they paid homage to a lot of different heist movies. Yeah. Um, and uh, to me, I, I understand both of your points, and maybe it feels a little bit at times in this episode. Kind of like like uh, a dad and his daughter, and she's like growing up. Yeah, and he's still like looking for ways to be relevant, but at the same time, I feel like the fact that he his jabs weren't as as mean, he's getting more used to her. They're becoming closer friends. Yeah, but at the same time, she's trying to live her life. I feel like she, you know, a lot of companions have experienced heartbreak and hardship while traveling with the doctor, sure. but she seems to be the most like. Yeah, I don't need that yeah. in my life. Out of any of them. Yeah, she's like the. You know what? The bad parts aren't worth the good parts. Yeah. You know, I, I, you asked me to take care of you in
0: this new regeneration, but I have one foot out the door. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it was always interesting with, uh, especially like with Amy, because she and the doctor were so close. It was always interesting when you would come back to an episode and you'd be like, "Oh, months have passed since mm-hmm. the last episode." Yeah, like there's been time where they just haven't seen each other. And uh, it,
3: Which she's used to.
0: <laughs> which she's used to, but it feels like the opposite here, where it's like the doctor is waiting around for a time that he can hang out with Clara. Yeah. Like, he's 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 not necessarily, like, uh, coming back and forth and has all of these plans that are going on, and, like, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right, I have to get my friend. Mm-hmm. It's more like he's waiting to approach her with other stuff to yeah, do. Yeah,
3: it almost feels like this is the first time in a while we've seen the doctor where, I mean, before he was always... Uh, like he he'd get caught up in his own adventures and and misplace you know how much time has passed since he's seen the companion you know and kind of would try to play it off like oh man sorry about that and mm-hmm. this is the first time when we're seeing the doctor and it's kind of like a puppy waiting for their owner to get back home like hey you' school let's do this let's you know so and I feel bad like I you know again it's it's a new he's so harsh and kind of sarcastic and crude but at the same time there's a tenderness there that I feel we haven't seen in any of the doctors in a really time time even matt smith i feel portrayed mm-hmm. less um sen- neediness well
2: that's the exact word i yeah. was going to i was going to talk about because what i love about this is he is both the you know like don't touch me get away doctor but also the neediest doctor we've had in some time yeah, yeah. and even at the very end he's he's very competitive not necessarily specifically with danny pink yeah. but with the appeal of life on Earth. Yeah, he is very competitive, uh, and we'll talk more in predictions. The yeah. scenes that we saw from next week yeah. see him firmly making a stand against that life or invading it. Yeah, you know because that he just he wants his friend. He's lonely. He's talking to himself, and he doesn't like it anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like Matt Smith's doctor liked talking to himself. Yeah. You know, he got handles because he'd been talking to himself for so long that he needed something, even just a skull, to talk to. Yeah, uh, but. But Wilson. this, but this doctor, and maybe this is you know uh, throwing this out there. The events of last week's episode. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like being alone because he knows there's something there with
0: him, and it makes him uncomfortable. That's, oh, that's not that's our live studio audience. It's our live studio audience. Uh they're fantastic. Uh they're very quiet most of the time. Mm-hmm. Well well, more on the theme of uh, father and daughter kind of thing. The last last week's episode was the dad looking under the bed for the daughter. Yeah. Like mm. it's it seems like that's kind of the themes that they're going for.
2: Well, well vice
0: versa. Turned though. out to
2: be the daughter, well, mother looking to under be vice yeah. versa,
0: looking but, under the bed for the son, or but, lurking under the bed, really. lurking under
2: the of. bed. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we have these mind worms.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, which. Uh, happy to see the mind worms return, yeah. Because uh, that's a really fun device. So yeah, he picks up the phone. What could be the harm? And then immediately, smash cut. We're in picking up. Oh my god, we had mind worms. We don't know where we are. We're already on this bank planet. We are screwed. We got to yeah. get moving. Yeah. Great setup. Yeah. Okay. Fun. And and you know uh, like some of the best uh heist movies, you don't necessarily know what's going on until, you know, uh the entire way through the movie you think you know what's going on yeah. and then there's a twist and now you really think you know what's going on, but that's not what's going yeah, on. Yeah, sure. Thomas yeah. Crown Affair, um, that kind um, of thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um
3: uh. I'm sorry, I just got a really funny tweet. Uh, Doctor Who fan at uh, Doctor Who at 50. Uh, I'm joining late, and I see Matt is being attacked by a giant caterpillar. Hashtag Harry lip. Yeah, well. I was going to make a comment and say it just looks like Capaldi's eyebrows fell down onto the bo- top of his lip.
2: Yeah, uh, Blake R- at Blake R. Bolton also writes, Matt, that mustache scares me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Fedge at, at Tiger Vision X, version X uh, writes, Clara and Danny Pink are believably super awkward and cute. And I'm digging it more, Danny Pink.
0: Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like that she is uh, confident and kind of fills in his holes. Ew. Um, <laughs>
3: Ian B. Uh, inspired Idiocy writes, uh, he said, "What was the with the robbed a whole bank as a date comment from the doctor?" Well,
2: that's what I think. Yeah, what that's we were, what we were talking about. Talking yeah. about it. this, this competition of just sort of like. Huh? You think your life's so great? We did this whole thing, yeah, and
0: and and you're gonna you're gonna come running back. Let's see let's see how a fancy restaurant compares to robbing a bank. Yeah, yeah. We liberated, we saved a whole
2: species. Yeah, there's no way she is gonna be begging for more adventures. Begging,
0: I say. I'm so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked I liked the side characters this episode. I thought I did too. I, th- I thought the main antagonist was really interesting, and mm-hmm. I thought and I thought the two side characters I thought Psy was a really well fleshed out I thought both of them were really fleshed out
2: we gave them uh, that was one of the best I think parts of this episode because you have to remember you know uh, Doctor Who is so you know strong uh has such strong side characters that we know and yeah. love, like Captain Jack Harkness, who Stephen Moffat created. Yeah. He, he, you know, was created by Moffat in The Empty Child and the Doctor Dances. And it's been a while. We have Madame Vastra and Jenny and Strax. Mm-hmm. But it's been a minute. It's been now two years since we've had any new side characters show up who weren't immediately killed. Yeah. Um,
3: or at least we thought they were. And then...
2: Yeah. yeah. And both both Zabra and Sy. Uh, and We both were given a reason to care about them. Yeah. We're both given a reason to care about them, which is why I'm so happy we made the decision to let them live. Yeah. Because there could be fun places to plug them in later on. I mean, granted... Uh Zabra, now that her power has been, you know, like
0: I'm yeah.
2: wondering if maybe we don't see her again. Yeah.
0: Or, or maybe she, like, finds a way to control it or something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, and didn't then, she say
3: she was wearing, like, a shield thing? Yeah, like, it had, wasn't something that she was born with. It was some sort of shield force field thing well, that, that she wears. That
0: was for her clothes. Oh, the
3: clothing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um And also, when Sai was leaving, the doctor gave him, like, a Like a, a, call, a me. call me kind of thing so Mm -hmm. like I feel like they're setting up at least at least we'll see Psy in a future
2: episode Mm -hmm. right although then again we have to recall the doctor's daughter who blasted off into space like look out dad here I come
3: and then I'm gonna marry you in real life and have your kids it's not weird um I I was going to say that I think it would be interesting because the way they set it up like, okay, so we take Zabra and okay, maybe we won't see her because now she doesn't have these powers, but now Sai is going to regain his memories of family and stuff, and I feel like I would really love to see an episode where he comes back and needs a doctor's help. Like, he regained his memories and remembered something horrible, or maybe he needs help reconnecting with those people. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I just want to know more about him. He was the most interesting to me.
0: Or he could be a villain. He gets those memories back and he remembers that he's like a bad person. Yeah, but
3: at the same time, I feel a bad person wouldn't have purposely wiped out all of his memories for friends and family to protect them if that was really the case. He's
0: only assuming that's why he wiped out his memory. That's that's true. Yeah.
3: But he remembers why he did. He just remember anything about the people, but he said, I couldn't put other people in jeopardy, so the only thing was to erase them. So he remembers the reasoning he did it. He remembers that he had people he cared about. He just doesn't remember who they are. But here's to. the
2: thing. If he wiped everything... Oh, you're saying he just wiped those specific files, but the yeah. rest of his brain was still there. He yeah. still knew who he was. Exactly. So True. it would make sense he would know why. I think what could be is that uh, he now remembers who his friends and family are and they've fallen into great disrepair or uh, are in deep jeopardy because he wasn't around Maybe. or because of his actions. I think that could be really p- uh, potentially interesting. I also just like this version of the cyborg concept. Yeah. yeah. Um, he also had the hippest haircut ever. Real and hip. And I freaking want it. Real
0: hip cyborg. <laughs> Real
2: hip cyborg, yeah. man. I, I want the. I want the
0: haircut. I just realized you look like Ned Flanders to me. Yes! I oh look my like God. Ned Flanders. I've got yeah. a mustache and glasses on. You I should, understand the comparison. You should get you should get uh, a I full body. You should get a full body uh, ski suit. And <laughs> feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Mm. I made the comment
3: earlier that he looked like a uh, Harry Potter during a midlife crisis. Okay. Okay. We can we can
0: talk about the episode or we can talk about my mustache. We can't talk about both uh, yeah, Psy ended up being a hacker slash bank robber, mm-hmm. not a gamer as he had said before. <laughs> right. Um, we didn't really hear what Sabra was doing the, beforehand. Yeah, yeah, but I assume nothing good with that power. She was probably. Well, I think she was just alone.
2: Yeah, and they just lonely. they recruited someone. Uh, you know, as the architect, the doctor recruited someone who would have that skill set that they needed. Yeah, I,
3: I wonder. Did they explain fully how he?
2: No. Yeah. They they showed a montage of him laying cases all around the place. Because he had the TARDIS. Because he had the TARDIS. He was yeah. able to, to enter everywhere but the vault. And because there was no solar storm happening at the time, yeah. it would have been easy for him to get in and get out very quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, man. There, there were a lot of levels to this. Uh, they so they like meet each other and they're like going and uh, they get this first case. Well, Zab- and Zabra, Zabra, Zabra gets a uh, Zabra. Someone tweeted Sabra. me and they, they spelled it properly.
2: And that is at uh, JP Drama Kid. I loved science Sabra. Great characters. I really hope they return, whether it's full time or just one episode.
0: Thank you, JP. Um, I uh, she she got the DNA of uh, an old guy. <laughs> an old an old banksman yeah an old uh, banksman and they go in and it looks like everything's going fine but then like the alarms go off yeah and they detected guilt
2: mhm they detected guilt which is yeah. why they had to have their minds wiped in the first place yeah. Uh, and yeah, that poor dude gets his brains sucked out via a ray. And I really liked the teller, the design of the creature, yeah. um, his psychology, how he operated, and the fact that he ultimately was just, he was trapped there because they were holding his wife captive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that that was great to give this character what could have been just a monster some extreme pathos.
0: For sure. Yeah, yeah a, a very scary type of monster that locks onto your thoughts. Like that's a very interesting uh a very interesting creature design, like a cool kind of thing that makes it scary mm-hmm. and there was a there was a don't blink moment where it was don't think don't
2: think, yeah, yeah.
0: and I was like, uh I maybe know, a little retread i know I know you got what you guys are pointing to mm-hmm. uh, but i th- I thought it was still I thought it was a cool looking character fun eyes, yeah, yeah. It, it was very star wars to me, yeah, yeah. Very Star Wars. There's that
2: one alien in the cantina with three eye stalks. Oh yeah, and that's what, what he about. reminded
0: me of. Yeah, in Dark Forces, those things through thermal detonators. Exactly. You're, yeah,
2: you're so right. We're right in the same. <laughs> yeah,
0: good for you. Uh, it kind of reminded me that, like, I wish Dark I wished, Forces. I wish there was like a creature effects shop that was attached to. Doctor Who, so that we could have, like, because that entire bank was mostly just human-like looking humans. I know. And and it's, I know it's Doctor Who, and it's like, they have such a limited budget, but it would be great to see the universe just get a little bit bigger.
2: Well, it would be nice. Here's the thing. This didn't need to be episode five of a series. This could be a Christmas special. Yes. With all the money in the world that got thrown at, say, Time of the Doctor, which is just the most boring sit in a room and talk episode ever, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Final Assault. Yeah, and I'm just sort of like, let's let's save pool some money when you have a cool concept. Yeah, you don't need to execute it in the middle of the season when you're low on cash, especially yeah.
3: when you have these. When you have an episode like this where you have a guest writer coming in, that's going to give that kind of I have to sneeze really bad. Um, it's there now that I said it. It's going to not come, but yeah, like again, like especially when you have like different ideas coming in because of these guest writers and they bring more to the table that could really like open that up to those ideas and different Mm -hmm. character designs and all this like bring them in when you have the funds to do that you know like I don't know. Well, he's
2: not, he's not a guest. He's written an episode I every mean, year yeah, since know, season
3: six. But, but I just mean like... Yeah, if he's only coming he in for in, one episode,
0: yeah. give him some cash. Yeah. The most satisfying thing about this episode, it, for me, was seeing the Doctor piece the mystery together. Yeah. Because it was the first time this season it's felt like the Doctor has been on top of things. And like mm-hmm. he's been the main yeah. character in an episode. Yeah, with the whole like, why are you in charge? And he's like, that's my superpower. Because mm-hmm. he has eyebrows. And, and then he's like, also the eyebrows. Uh, but like... Like, seeing him put things together, see him, like, see where he's, like, like just, like, little bits and stuff like that where, like, he figures out, like, what do you love most in the world or what do you want most in the world? Obviously, that's what's in this bank. Yeah. Because otherwise you wouldn't have accepted the mind wipe. Like, you wouldn't have accepted doing this. So, like, seeing him piece things together and then the part where uh sabra's like um, you're well, lying well that and yeah. what's your plan and he's like oh a thi- i assume a thing will probably happen happen.
3: and he was totally right.
0: right yeah well, that could be the tagline for every doctor who episode ever yeah. was like,
2: doctor happen. who i assume a thing, a thing will, will probably happen. happen yeah yeah you're, you're yeah. quite right yeah um and just so you guys know At Distant Dweller, Jenna, loving the Watson stash, Matt Lieberman. Nice. Okay, some people do like it. Feels like I'm
1: wearing nothing at all.
2: (laughs) 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 Nothing at all. Um, it's Matt's inner dialogue. Uh, Doctor Who at fifty writes, wouldn't you think the mind wipe was a way to keep the teller at bay? Hashtag mind soup ban. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's what they established is like they yeah. were they were trying to figure out guilt. Mm-hmm. So like the less that they knew about the heist, the better because they couldn't track them through their their brains knowing guilt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Like they knew they were there and that they were doing something, but if they were to like find out the plan, they don't even know the plan. Right. Yeah. It
2: was less guilt and more confusion, yes. which is yes. why this other guy, uh, you know, wound up being the target of the teller in that first scene. Well, I think he was Deflated guilty too. Head. Yeah, he was well, I'm trying to remember. I feel like there was something... That- I feel
3: like they didn't actually pinpoint exactly why he was guilty. She was saying... She was making, you know, ac- accusations like, oh, counterfeit money, this, mm-hmm. this, and yeah. that. He was an account holder. He actually yeah. had a safe in a the vault there, but he was up to something... And I don't think they really specified what that is because she said, well, we can find out later. And then we just never really... We just saw him on the screen in the chains with the black Well, as she
2: said, she said, you know, catching these people is good for morale. And I feel like... she doesn't necessarily care, care. If, they're, yeah. if they're guilty or not. Yeah. The teller is supposed to be so infallible yeah. that it doesn't ultimately matter if they're guilty or not. If the teller picked them, obviously they were doing something wrong.
0: Yeah. And also, obviously no one will want to break in if they know yeah. that their future is mind soup. Exactly. So I wonder yeah. if
3: it was like could it have been guilt? Like, what if he was just like getting money to take out of an account he shared with his wife to run away with his mistress? That could be guilty and have nothing yeah, illegal to do with against the bank. Yeah, so. but then <laughs> I'm the glad moral. he got mine. Soup. We don't
0: know space morals. That might be illegal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, infidelity is illegal in outer space. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like. I like that uh, that scene where they are all kind of frozen in front of the teller mm-hmm. when he's cocooned. Yeah, and like everyone's just trying not to think of anything again it was like the weird transition into it and the weird transition out like, oh, of
2: of clara and kind of like red clara uh, yeah. And, yeah. Then,
0: and then it like just transitioned out like a weird like shifty transition i don't know what the technical term well, when they got was. into
2: that room yeah there
0: was a weird transition that to me felt
2: like it was it was like let's go and then. And then there was just like a graphic effect, yeah. and then all of a sudden we were in another room. Yeah, and, and
3: then you see like the just the, the show the shoulders, the the soldiers like feet, the guards yeah. like running, and I'm like, well, aren't they going to come in? Where's the door? Are they to come through the gate, and then it like if, I don't it,
0: know. if it had been a hard cut, it would have been so much more satisfying. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I was like, oh, what are they trying to tell us? I thought it was a flashback yeah. signal. I was, yeah, I was like, what is what? Are, what are they trying to show us with these odd transitions? And it turned out. Nothing. It was
2: just kind of like extra style thrown on that was ultimately misleading. Yeah,
0: yeah, which is too bad because like this was a beautiful episode. Like the locations, even though we were complaining about. That hallway—it was still a very aesthetically pleasing-looking. hallway. Absolutely, it was very yeah. well designed. I loved the vault at yeah. the end with mm-hmm. all the all the Earth, earth
2: artifacts. Exactly, yeah. and I'm like, we could have spent so much more time in there, yeah. or in rooms like it. You know, spread yeah. out some of those props into into other safety deposit boxes, or you know, and I know that because it's a largely CG environment. This is why they didn't it, when they're inside the vault with all the safety deposit boxes, the rows and rows. What mm-hmm. a wonderful set piece you could set. In yeah. and amongst those rows, rows of safety deposit boxes, which, uh, first of all, have keyholes but open without a key. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but, uh, you know, start ripping them open and trying to find a weapon or a tool or something. Yeah. Like, there's something very, very cool to be done
0: in there. When it's impossible to break in, you don't need to lock anything. Yeah, I guess you're right. The <laughs> key
3: just looks aesthetically pleasing. Uh, yeah. A keyhole.
0: And then they established the, the, what is it, the dimensional shredder, the atomic shredders, mm-hmm. which... I immediately knew where to, like, I was not, Teleporters. I, 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 they'd established. What season one of the retread with uh with Eccleston with Eccleston that like the the thing where it looks like you're being evaporated you're just getting teleported somewhere Mm -hmm. like I was like oh she's not dead (laughs) (laughs) it
3: reminded me of there's an episode of Futurama where like they use a ray gun and everybody thinks like Fry's disintegrated but he really was just transported somewhere else sure yeah it's It's an old
2: trope (laughs) yeah Yeah. but that's but that's what this episode is is, it's a trope episode it's a it's a a grab bag of tropes and you throw in the doc Doctor in there yeah. yeah yeah um and uh but i love the way that that ultimately played out and was like oh wait but there were eight of them there's yeah. six left yeah yeah um so we've got to be taking someone with us and like sure. when yeah when the doctor figures that out and when we find out that Cara Braxos is actually um the woman we've been dealing with the whole time played by S- keely hawes severe
0: brunette yes <laughs> meow or Uh, auburn severe auburn uh, uh, Auburn.
3: no she had brown hair there was no tint of red Okay, I'm a professional under this fake (laughs) red is real red
2: Um, I want to give just a quick shout out to uh, at Iqbal Muhammad who is watching us live from Scotland at 2.45am what good on you man thank you for
0: watching have
2: some soda bread on us yeah
0: (laughs) they have that there (laughs) it's delicious have it with salt really good
3: alcohol (laughs) I prefer that
0: have it with salt yeah um uh, I like that, um, I really like the moment in the vault where we kind of see, like, I feel like this is, this was like the moment where it's like, okay, this is this doctor, which is he, he gets the idea and he's just like, shut up, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut, up. Yeah. Yeah. shut, shut it up. up. And no one's talking, mm-hmm. no one is talking, and he's still like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, I'm getting an idea, and he's like, what was it, you said, unshut up. Um, yeah <laughs> or d shut up is yeah. what he said yeah. like I thought I thought that was like okay that's this doctor's thing yeah it's like he's gonna get ideas and he's gonna be so excited about them that everyone has to stop and he listen to but he's also
2: so yeah. um I think it was uh I mean it, I think into the Dalek he yeah. did as well but yes. you know what what I like about it also is it's, you know, it's matching traits to the body. Yeah. And it's an older body. So of course, he's like, no, 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 I need to hold on to this idea. I yeah. need to, I don't let it slip away. Just everyone shut up so I can, I can crystallize it. Yeah. Okay. All right, I got it. Everyone, D, shut up. I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or actually, no. Continue shutting up because I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just think that that's stellar. I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. Before we move on, want to quickly, 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 quickly mention iTunes. I sure. say it every week, only because it matters. Why does it matter? You may be asking. That is because it is the best way for you to support AfterBuzz TV. Is how we're able to get sponsors and guests on our shows. So the best way you can support AfterBuzz TV is to go to iTunes, rate and review. View the shows that you watch, or that you watch on YouTube, that you listen to on Stitcher, on iTunes, whatever device or, or service you use for your uh, your podcast listening or viewing. Uh, we produce over eighty hours a week of free podcast content here at AfterBuzz TV. It's a huge undertaking. We need all the support we can get, and your ratings and reviews are the best way to make sure that we're able to continue to do all the lovely things that we do, and we're putting out two Doctor Who podcasts right now. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. To be putting out this show and the classic show, which has been stellar. I don't know if you've checked it out yet, but you should. Jesse's been on it, Zach Wilson's been leading it, and yeah. it's been great.
0: Yeah, I did it last week. It was tons of fun. Now, what was the episode that you guys did last week? It was the Edge of Darkness, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a really cool bottle episode. Uh where it was all of them just in the TARDIS, uh, a really great kind of teleplay episode. Lots of dramatic looks directly into the camera. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and did you already announce what you're going to be doing this week? I believe it's uh, the Aztec episode. Oh, the Aztecs. Yeah. Classic. Which is, which is oh, kind man. of like, uh, I believe is like the one that everyone points to like when Doctor Who stepped into its own. Right. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, I just have a few quick reviews that I want to read here yeah. from those of you. Another great thing that you get when you review the show is you get a shout out here on the show. Wow. Um, Mumbling Hoovian writes, surprisingly great. Five stars. (laughs) I I think I see a compliment in there. I've listened to other After Buzz podcasts. They've been okay, especially with a show of such a large canon and current cult culture. This podcast is well done. The balance of understanding the material, the willingness to have no limit on their thoughts make this my favorite Doctor Who podcast. Uh I look forward to the rest of season eight. Addicting from Ukiki. Ukikiki. (laughs) <laughs> no, okay, okay. Ukiki. Uh, five stars. There are no words to explain what a relief it is to hear such great dialogue and amazing commentary to episodes that sadly I alone have to enjoy. Well, you don't have to enjoy them alone. You can enjoy them with us. We're here. She's alone, Whovian, uh, in this part of the galaxy, but all is good in the world now that I have the Doctor Who AfterBuzz TV show. Yay. Um... Love uh Love After Buzz. Uh I just dis- from Jenna Joker, five stars. I discovered Afterbuzz the other day when I was having Sherlock feels and really wanted to hear what other <laughs> people thought about certain episodes. Then I realized there was a Doctor Who one as well. I love these podcasts because it's cool to see what other people interpret. Brilliant group. Yay. Thank you guys so much. Keep those reviews and ratings coming. We're sitting at 118 ratings right now. Ooh. I think that there's no reason why we can't get to two Hundred ratings by the end of this season. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We have eight episodes and a Christmas special left. So, run, run to your computer, rate, review the show so that we may continue bringing you all the Doctor Who excellence that you've come to deserve. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, we've got all these twists, all these turns,
3: all these corridors. Yeah.
2: But our arcs this week weren't really being picked up on, or maybe they were. Um,. You know, we've got the doctor again, you know, talking to himself at the end of this episode. And the way that it's framed, you know, from kind of far away, it gives you this kind of voyeuristic feel. And I know I harp on this idea that the floof, which we talked about last week, is real and is with him and is going to be something that comes back. But I don't know. Did you guys get any of that, or I, am I just am I off base?
0: I feel like they are shooting the TARDIS right now. The way that the sh- the TARDIS is being shot, they're making it look as though the Doctor is very alone. Mm-hmm. I think they're I think they're trying to portray that as much as they can, so that that voyeuristic feel. It might be uh, it might be a nod toward the floof, but I think it's also a very great shot to show him like it's like through like a bar and he's so far away yeah and he lifts the leg when he pulls the lever which was really fun yeah but but he looked very low and the tardis doesn't look great when it's not lived in it almost Mm -hmm. looks like i
3: mean especially we keep on going back to episode four was it with robin Mm. hood and we said how homey it looked because there was like bookshelves episode three episode three sorry and like i feel that like he said it there's been so many times where we've seen Matt Smith and David Tennant doctor mm-hmm. in by themselves and I feel like It isn't even that big in comparison. Like between where the main part is, where he's doing the controls, and like where the wall is, it doesn't look that big. And then the shot, it almost looks so spread out and empty in between where the control panel is and like the rest of the TARDIS. Yeah, he
0: looks like he was in an auditorium. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting
2: that you mention that because the style of TARDIS. I feel like when uh, we had that TARDIS rebrand midway through season seven, when we when we changed the look of it, I feel like uh, Stephen Moffat. Very much knew that Matt Smith was on his way out and that he wanted to go in a different direction with his next doctor. And I feel like this is the most spare and empty, a lot of like empty space. Uh, in this TARDIS. Like, the original Matt Smith TARDIS and the the, the Seasons 1 through 4 TARDIS. Yeah. Very warm colors. Yes. Red, orange. Like doodads. Filled with stuff. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, the weird organic, like, pillar things yeah. of Seasons 1 through 4, or just all the great doodads in 5 and 6. But here's the thing. This TARDIS is very cold mm-hmm. and empty and we've added right. some warmth in those bookcases but, but it's all in, it's all in on the edges and it's yeah. how you shoot it and it's it, he is always he's just alone in the middle yeah even yeah.
3: in last week's episode when he had the books and the chalkboard and he's writing out the words it it was the way they cast the light on it and stuff it was like a dark little corner didn't feel lived in like you know where somebody's actually putting a lot of work into something yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh,
0: I think I think it's the theme. I think Clara is her job this season is to remind him why he loves doing what he does. Mm-hmm. I think right now the doctor is very kind of. I think I think the doctor's kind of scared. Yeah. Like, I think I think he doesn't really know what to do right now. You know, they ended it. Uh, Gallifrey's in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't seem to have like a lot of like the gumption or like motivation that Smith had or anyone yeah. else. It
3: it almost seems like... I mean, we see him writing all these equations. He hasn't really yeah. done that in the last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like almost... With, with feeling like he might lose Clara because she's distancing herself from him there's almost like a desperation where I would think he would want to like p- pine more for that if that's what he was working on to find Gallifrey because he's lonely but also maybe there's a part of him that just feels like maybe I'm just destined to be alone like maybe it's a hopeless thing
2: I think you're both right on top of this and, and you gave me like this epiphany um, for the first time in thousand, in like over a thousand years yeah The doctor has something to live for and to work towards. He's been running away for nearly 2,000 years, and now all of a sudden he finally has a goal to work towards, an epic one, a big one, one with a lot of pressure riding behind it because he hasn't been able to find Gallifrey yet. We've been seeing it on the fringes, just on chalkboards. But I imagine when he's not with Clara, he's off looking for Gallifrey and failing. And if you've ever had a massive project, something that you finally is within your grasp, a thing that you want, the enormity of it can intimidate you and can force you to procrastinate and try to uh, try not to think about it, or even self sabotage. Even self sabotage, yeah. which is why he's putting so much fixation on trying to be better than Clara's normal life. Yeah, why he's putting fixation on things like uh, the thing hiding under the bed because he's try- he's so afraid of failing his people and failing Gallifrey. Yeah, that he he can't even face that problem head on yet. He's not yeah. in a place to do it. And he's also, terrified.
3: And also in general though, like especially when he's been relying on the companionship of these companions for so long and to know that the last one that he really needed to rely on is is going away from him. It's also like the desperation to be, I guess know himself more in this new regenerated form before he goes and finds that lost home and those more people. Like mm-hmm. there could be a part of him that just, you know, you're not ready for that like you're you're just kind of alone and kind of stuck in that
2: I want to throw something on top of this because it's inspired by a tweet that I think opens up a whole new side of this conversation tied to the episode at uh, inspired inspired idiocy inspired inspired yeah inspired idiocy writes um, love the show did they explain why he hates himself slash the architect may have missed it he says over and yeah. over I hate the architect I hate the architect I hate the architect and then he realizes uh, that he is the architect yeah um i think I think that he does have a lot of self hate and sure. it would explain why he's self- sabotaging he's not ready to necessarily be happy yeah. and why he's lashing out at the one person who cares about him, you yeah. know like uh teasing her un uh, unrepentantly Relent- and yeah. pushing her away you know because he doesn't quite like himself and I think uh the fact that he hates the architect so much is one of the reasons why he he's able to figure, figure out it out
0: who he is yeah, yeah
2: exactly because only only me could uh put me in this horrible situation only only i could cause this much pain or this much confusion yeah. or let people die on what is seemingly a whim
0: you jerk mm-hmm. yeah he calls him like pompous mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and yeah. like all of those things like yeah it, i yeah, it reminds me of the scene in the first episode of the season where he looks in the uh, in the reflective surface, and uh, and he's like, "What is this face?" and like trying to figure out who this face is. And I think um, I think that was kind of also talked about when Sabra was like, "Would you like looking directly back into your face?" And she even says like, "I've worn many faces." It's like so is the doctor. Like, that's a, that's a thing that they have both kind of connected with. Like, he's worn many faces yeah. as well. I think mm-hmm. that kind of hit hard and for him. I
3: also feel like maybe that's the reason why he didn't, like, put no, no hugs. I don't do hugs afterwards yeah. because it's another, you know, mutual soul, I guess. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but, you yeah. know, you both know somebody this else who
2: gets his loneliness. Incredible loneliness.
3: loneliness. Yeah. yeah.
2: And he doesn't want to admit that there is anyone else out there like him because that could mean that he could change that could mean that there is salvation out there for him and he just doesn't want to think about it right now yeah. Yeah. he would rather wallow yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately we are running out of time so we got to do some quick predictions all right
1: and now you're your after, after buzz, buzz tv <laughs> <Predictions>. folks <laughs> if <nothing
2: at all. laughs> <laughs> you would <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you at home if you at home, uh, consider the scenes from next week to be a spoiler, maybe now is the time to drop out. But for those of you who don't think that that's a spoiler, let's talk about it. Um, we saw some scenes from next week. Obviously, the, Clara continues to be going on adventures with the Doctor because it's starting to interfere with her relationship with Danny Pink. She's mm-hmm. always rushing off somewhere mm-hmm. or coming from somewhere, and he's not an idiot. He's noticed. Yeah. And the Doctor takes a job at Cole Hill School <laughs> yeah. as John Smith which is just so wonderful to see yes because one of the things that we haven't got a lot of under Moffat's tenure mm-hmm. are present day Earth episodes which kind of are some of my favorites yeah yeah
0: yeah, that was a kind of fun thing before Moffat, like just like seeing now Earth. Right. Yeah. And it,
2: it brings back the, uh, you know, the pr- promise of something like School Reunion, yeah. which is just such a fun comfort episode. That's like the yeah. mac and cheese of episodes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. mac
0: and cheese. I
3: love that he's always John Smith. Yes. Yeah. Every time. Um,. I really am looking forward to this. I feel like tying into the episode we saw last week where we get a glimpse of who is probably Clara's great-grandson and knowing, obviously, that she she winds up with Danny... Um, I feel like this is the, you know, I mentioned it before, I said I wonder if when he said my family does time travel, if it was just regarding his great-grandmother or if it was both of them, and I almost mm-hmm. feel like this could be the episode where he discovers about the Doctor, and I wonder if he might go on an adventure or two with them.
2: I feel like that's that's definitely in the cards. Yeah. There's yeah. no way that he doesn't know by the end of next episode. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well,
3: he'll definitely at least know of the Doctor's existence. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is I would really love to just see that branch into him going on some adventures. Yeah. Sure.
0: Uh, nothing about the previews. I think maybe there might be something with Psy in The Promised Land. I hope so. Great. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie Maui where can the people find you? He did it again. Lizerish Maui, sorry. Thanks.
3: Hi guys. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui, L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. You can also check me out on the Sword Art Online panel on Stop grinning like that. Right. Uh you can also find me on the Sword Art Online panel on Sundays and of course here recurringly.
0: Okay. And Jesse Klein? Uh yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jess Klein1. Uh you can find me. Here doing Doctor Who stuff, uh, and it looks like I'll be doing Flash in October. Oh, wonderful! Yeah.
2: All right, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube, and you can find me here doing uh, the Under the Dome finale this week, uh, Ray Donovan finale this Sunday, uh, the Nick, uh, the Strain, uh, Agents of Shield, Sleepy Hollow, and Sons of Anarchy. Thank you all so much. See you next week. Bye.